In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. First of all, I just want to welcome all parents with their children. If you haven't, maybe you haven't read the bulletin from last weekend, but got a beautiful letter from a young father and husband just thanking me and this community for your welcome to our children. It's great to have our children here, so thank you so much, and we pray for you and honor you in this most sublime and wonderful vocation of raising your children up in the Lord in the Eucharistic community. Amen? So you are welcome here. Come, come, come. We love you. We honor you. We support you. Second thing, as I was finishing up my homily, the notes this morning at my desk, my light's kind of been going on and off, and so I'd be working on things, and then I'm in the dark in my room at, oh, dark, 5.30, and so I hit the print on the final notes, and my light sprung on. Let there be light, so there was light. So hopefully this homily will be that for us. We've been talking about the Eucharist the last couple weeks, going to continue to talk about it today. Two weeks ago, we talked about the hole in the heart. Remember the hole in the heart? We all have a hole in the heart that only... Jesus can fill. The cross and the Eucharist coming to us, filling that hole in our heart. We might try to fill it with many other things, but there's only one person who can fulfill and fill that hole, and that's Jesus. Last week we talked about the temple. So the hole in the heart would be the what? What is this? And then the second question would be where? So where do we go with this hole in the heart? And we come to the temple, or for us, it's the church and the Eucharist. We receive the very life of Jesus into our lives in the Eucharist, the temple, and then the Word of God. We listen to the Word of God, which leads us to that experience of Jesus. And then the walls. We talked about the walls coming back from the exile. And the walls is the church. That's us. So we come together as a church in the Word of God to receive the Word of God in the church. And what do we do in church? We listen to the Word of God, and then we eat the Word of God. Jesus says, take and eat, take and drink His very life, His very body and blood into our very body and blood so that we might be transformed into that which we consume, which is Jesus, is whom we consume. So that's the where, and then it's like, well, today we're going to talk about, well, how? How do we do this? How do we receive this life of Christ? And the title of this homily is Be a Catcher. Be a Catcher, like in baseball. I like the ring of that. Can you say that? Be a Catcher. Be a Catcher. Just look at each other. Be a Catcher. Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. I think that's totally true. We're created for meaning, and we got to come back to our meaning. What I like to say, not usurping Socrates, because he's a million miles more brilliant than I am, but I would say this, an unexamined mass is not worth living. So we're going to examine the mass, not to dissect it and kill it, but to come before the mystery to see what might I be missing in the mass. An unexamined mass is not worth living. And what is offered in the mass, also what is asked in the mass. So what is the gift of the mass? But what's the responsibility of the Mass and the Eucharist? And I want to kind of frame it like this. Every Mass is a life-changing encounters are offered by Jesus in every Mass. They await you. Jesus is waiting to pour out upon us 
to pour upon our hearts in this Mass and every Mass. There is no boring in Christianity. There is no boring. We're invited into the very heart and the life of God. So Mass is it's a ritual, but it's an event that we have a point of contact, of communication, of encounter with the Lord, to become communion with Him. What are examples of this? What's this life-changing encounter? Well, maybe for somebody it's moving from hopelessness to hope. Anybody there? <laughs> that was my life. It's hopeless. And then to experience Jesus, I was brought into hope. We can move from confusion to clarity, to understanding, okay, this is the way of the Lord and I'm going to follow that. What about from unforgiveness to loving that enemy? These are the life-changing encounters to loving that enemy. And that enemy might be my very self. Maybe I don't forgive myself. Many, inter, uh, many ways that we can be changed, and they're endless. And Jesus wants to endlessly change us so that we can be with him. Now we can come into Mass with different kind of positions. Like we can be an uninterested spectator. Oh, that's Father John, that's the music and the, the clergy serving on the altar, and I'm just going to, I really don't care. Think about a relationship that we're not interested in. How much are we going to get out of that relationship if we talk to somebody, but we're not interested, we're not asking questions, we're not going deeper with that person. So that's a pretty sad position. Or we can be a critical observer. We can come in and just critically observe things. Did you see how that lady was dressed at Mass? I mean, why would she wear that yellow dress and those high heel blue shoes? Oh, do you see how that family acts? Come on, get a clue. Discipline your children. Get this together. What kind of father are you? What kind of mother are you? Or what about that lector? and their pronunciation, or they didn't even seem like they were tied to the, the readings that they were reading. Or, I don't like those banners, they're too gaudy, and they're just not appropriate for church. Or, oh yeah, Father John's homily today, yeah, that was about a three. What was he doing last night? I wish he had work on things. Or that music, man. Her staccato voice or whatever is just like driving me crazy. It's like fingering, you know. Not, our music's beautiful, okay. <laughs> Don't want to go there. That's, you know. But music, we're not made to criticize it or just to listen in amazement and say, wow, this is wonderful. We're made to sing. We're made to worship. Not to be a critical observer of it or just enjoying it immensely, which is great. But we're called to worship, to sing along. If you got a bad voice, give it right back to Jesus. He gave you that voice, and you sing for him in his love. Critics and spectators, they stand apart from the situation. They aren't involved. And Jesus is inviting us to participate in his very life, in his life that's given to this community to come in to the heart of that. So what is our disposition coming into Mass? How do we receive this Word of God, Christ, who wants to fill us with this amazing, unending life? 
Think of a birthday party. Think of your birthday parties coming up. Maybe it's a big birthday party, and you're anticipating, rightly, that you're going to get a lot of presents. People are going to be bringing you presents left from right. And you need to be able to take these presents home from this birthday party. So you've got your car. Well, think about your trunk. If there's stuff in your trunk, you want to clear that out so you can receive the gifts. Well, let us pray that we can have the disposition of the car in our hearts for what Jesus wants to do for us in the Eucharist to give us all his good gifts that he has. Do we have the proper dispositions? In other words, we can hearken back to the hole in your heart. What have you been trying to fill your heart with? And it can be a million things. It can be money. It can be travel. It can be another person. It can be accolades, whatever that might be. And this is a time to look at that hole in the heart. The good news with Jesus, there is no trunk that is too big for him. He will always be bigger than the space in your trunk. He is greater and overflowing and uncontainable. And he's ever ready to give us that. So we're invited and called to come in to the Mass, the Eucharist, the liturgy with expectant faith. Your life is a container that he wants to fill. And it's going under a waterfall the size of Niagara compared to what our container is. I got a little thimble here, okay? It's not really a thimble, it's a night quill cup container, okay? You use what's available. So I got this little thimble, and you go under the waterfall, and the waterfall will fill this thimble. Now, we can think about what are our expectations coming in here? Am I going to come in with a thimble and expect that much from Jesus, or a five-gallon bucket, or a 100,000-gallon drum? No matter what, he will fill that to the overflowing, amen? And that's what we celebrate to be able to receive that, and it will be always more than the size of whatever you as a container are. So what are you? What's the expectation coming in? It's John 10.10 as we celebrate this day, October 10th, 2021. I have come that you may have life and have it to the overflowing. And it's much more possible than a thimble. And the beautiful thing about it is we can change so as to become a greater container receiving the life that the Lord has for us. Aquinas says this, the proper effect of receiving the Eucharist is the transformation of the human being into Jesus Christ, being transformed into the God that created this universe. Do you know how many stars there are in our one galaxy? Hundreds of billions. And Jesus created and named each one of those. And you know how many galaxies there are? Hundreds of billions. How big is your thimble? <laughs> what do you expect? Just a little grace from Jesus to get you by for an hour as we get out of Mass? To reflect on that life. To reflect on the type of life it is, the beauty of Christ's love for you and me and for us all, and how much that is. How? How do we come before this? I'm bringing out a baseball, be a catcher, be a catcher, 
I don't want to hurt anybody, okay? I'm not going to actually throw it at you. Be a baseball. Have the attitude of a catcher, the attitude of readiness to receive, to be ever alert and expectant, to be on the edge of your seats and saying, okay, can you imagine catching Nolan Ryan or someone like that, 100 mile an hour fastball, how, how aware you have to be. The catcher is kind of like the quarterback on the field, and he has to not only catch, but he has to figure out what pitchers are to pitch to the batters because he's got to know the batters. He's got to organize everything that's going on in the field. But being a catcher, a ready and alert, 100 mile an hour fastball, if we had that attitude to say, okay, I'm going to get to church. And the God of the universe through the power of the Holy Spirit is going to speak to me and I need to be in a position of reception and catching what he has for me. And I'm going to have the biggest container that I can have so that I can contain it even though you can't contain the uncontainable. And this is what the Mass is. This is what receiving the Eucharist is. Is that there's so much. It's overflowing and into and through our lives and for this world. Be a catcher. I want to say a challenging word to you and to me. When you come in these doors at church, check your attitude. Check your attitude at the door. What kind of attitude do you have? What kind of attitude do I have? We walk in, and as I was praying about that, checking your attitude, I went to Philippians 2. And Paul says this about Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And it was thus that God highly exalted him. He was humble. He was humble before his God. He emptied himself. He emptied himself so that he could receive the gift of God in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, made manifest on October 10th, 2021, 10-10. His life meeting you in your humility and your emptying. Every breath is from him and for him. To come humbly before the Lord to pray for that. the infinity of his life he wants to offer us. John 10.10, 10, much more than a thimble. Be a catcher.